This is a CBC Podcast. I'm sitting at a bus stop on Douglas Street, waiting for my bus to come. Now, there's two that are about to pull up in a second, but neither of them are mine. So while I'm waiting for my bus, why don't I tell you about this week's episode of This is Vancouver Island? Shockingly, we are talking about public transit, specifically in the Capital Regional District. And that's because late last year, the CRD decided to look at creating a special body that would make planning and transit decisions on behalf of the region and advocate for infrastructure funding. All of those things are what TransLink does in the Lower Mainland. Now that might sound like another layer of bureaucracy, and I guess it probably is, but Saanich Mayor Dean Murdoch also thinks it could lead to big things. It's probably a long way off. But one of the things we've talked about in this region for a long time is a light rail system. I think one of the biggest barriers to us being successful with that type of infrastructure investment is the lack of coordination. Uh, You know, we very quickly splinter into 13 different communities with different priorities. And I think that's the kind of strategic investment that we would be able to secure um, that we haven't had success doing Uh, by operating as independent bodies. Even if an LRT isn't coming to the region anytime soon, there are still things that can make transit better. So for this week's episode, I have two transit advocates talking about the changes they'd like to see. I'm Catherine Marlowe, host of This is Vancouver Island, a CBC podcast. I have with me Emily Lowen and Kadani Pitt-Chambers. Now, they both live in Saanich, they both use the bus, and they both think a lot about public transit in the work they do and how they live their lives. Emily works for Climate Action Network Canada, and Kadani is a coordinator with Community Living BC. He's currently working on a mapping project for them. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi. How big a role does the bus system play in your life? Uh, For me personally, fairly large. I take the bus quite often in the region. Um, I don't personally drive very often. I have a license. My household does have a car. I just don't really love driving, nor do I see a reason to do it all that often unless I'm leaving town. So the transit system is great on days where I just don't really feel like walking or riding my bike or if I'm carrying larger objects that are in that middle stage, like not large enough to need my own car, but also too big to carry or put on my bike. To schlep around with you. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Emily, what about you? Yeah, so living out in in rural Saanich right now, um, I I tend to to take our shared uh, sort of uh, house car over to the... uh, Royal Oak Exchange. I sometimes, yeah, park in the, the Commonwealth parking lot and then take transit from there. So it's it's a bit of a process for me living out on the outskirts. Emily, if, if you could grade transit in the CRD, what, what, what grade would you give it? I, I would give it, uh, you know, depending on, on the region that you're in, um, C plus to, to B minus. For, for a variety of reasons, really. Um, so what I found interesting um, most recently being a student at the University of Victoria, um, there is a massively high density of car users in the Mackenzie and Shel- Shelbourne Valley, um, which is interesting because it's it's so close uh, to the core and, and to the university. Um, but it just really speaks to, um, yeah, the, the challenges with late night service and, and route frequency in that, that inner corridor. Um, so, you know, people like myself that are, are transiting to the university have, yeah, all sorts of challenges with, um, yeah, late night service and uh, route frequency. 
It's funny because the minute you said depending on the region or the part of the region, Kanani yeah. started <laughs> nodding his head. So, so jump in here. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. I think that the transit itself really is dependent on where you are. For where I am, I would say that transit's honestly a solid B plus most days, maybe even an A minus if things are going really smooth. Um, I'm right off the six, which is a pretty frequent route. And then once I'm downtown, I have a plethora of options and that's a 10 minute bus ride away from my home. But it really does start to deteriorate the further and further you get away from the core. And then once you get all the way out to Souk, you really only have one bus option you're driving to an exchange on the edge of town, and there's no way to go any further than Souk using transit. Um, so I do agree. Yeah, it's definitely on a, a sliding scale. Um, I always say that one of my favorite bus stops um, is actually the, the Sayward one. I'm not sure how familiar you are with it, Emily. Mm-hmm. The the yeah. Sayward bus stop is near uh, two of my favorite places in the region, Elk Lake and also the Elk Lake Nursery, where I go to get a lot of my mm-hmm. plants. And I always try to take the bus out there when I can. And the the Sayward bus stop coming back into town is off the side of the highway next to a gas station with zero protection. And there's literal garbage circling around. (laughs) And it's just so ridiculous because it's right near a huge major attraction. It's the the bus stop to get off for Elk Lake, which is a, a huge area where people spend tons of time, especially in the summer. And the stop that like sometimes 10, 15 people are just huddled at the edge of the highway waiting for (laughs) this bus to come. Um, So, yeah, I I agree with you, Emily. I love that you have a favorite stop. Emily, do you have a favorite stop? No pressure if you don't, but I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. I'm also actually in, in the Elk Lake area so that that stop comes to mind. It's quite a vivid example for for me as well. I wonder then, you know, as you said, depending where you are and depending what you need it for, it's not bad. If you could change one thing, and Emily, I'll start with you here. What's the one thing that you would change about transit as it is right now in the CRD? Yeah. So, I mean, somewhat selfishly, I think we need uh, new bus routes connecting rural communities to, to core areas. And what we've seen is even like pretty meager investments from the provincial government has really significantly increased ridership. Um, and I think that just goes to show that we have in, in the, the core downtown, we have um, pretty, pretty decent service. Um, but it really, yeah, the, the vast majority of, of car users and people that we, we need using our, our transit systems, um, yeah, just don't have that, that accessibility. Um, I have a, a really a massive wish list. Um, our, our transit needs to be fast, free and electric. Um, and so, yeah, I, I have a, a whole um, dream of, of fare free transit to increase ridership wow. and um, uh, yeah, the, um, our, our systems as a whole. But I'll pass it to you, Kadomi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, again, I would say there are so many things that we should probably be changing about transit. If I have to think of one thing specifically for the region, though, um, I'm going to agree better service. I won't go as far as saying rural, though, just because I feel like there are so many other issues to tackle with connecting rural areas to the city via transit that I'm not sure frequency will solve on its own. But in terms of upping ridership, I always think the next obvious place would be the West Shore. And for me, that change would be um, dedicated bus lanes all the way going in, going to the West Shore mm. and more frequent service because we saw the changes that happened with the new 
uh, blink buses, which do not really blink all that much. Um, they're still <laughs> fairly slow. They just cut out a couple stops. Um, so I would love to see dedicated lanes, which moves into the bigger transit wish down the line, which would be um, setting up a space for LRT that Dean Murdoch's talking about if yeah. we already mm-hmm. create that lane. You know, it's funny because I, as a cynical journalist, when when a government makes a big announcement and they say, we're having dedicated bus lanes, I think, seriously, that's all you can do. But But how big of a difference would that make? Oh, I think it would honestly be huge for the region to be able to have um, continuous dedicated bus lanes. I'm I'm sorry, I should have said continuous. We technically do have bus lanes in town on Douglas. They are Mm -hmm. not continuous, though. Right. So continuous dedicated bus lanes um, would be a huge game changer. Um, Instead of having, you know, 40 people who are on a bus stuck behind one person in their car, um, people would be able to move. And eventually you'd be able to people would see, oh, why don't I just take the bus into work that's going twice as fast as I am? And we've been able to see some of the benefits to rapid bus transit or BRT, bus rapid transit, um, in places like Curitiba and in Brazil, um, where it's made huge, huge, huge changes to the way people get around the city um, and, and huge changes to ridership. Um, we also saw this happen in Bogota, in Colombia, with bus rapid transit as well. Um, So I really think that this is what we need to be moving towards. It's probably the lowest hanging fruit that we have right now and really gets us set up for um, moving forward with this LRT dream that the region has had for decades now. (laughs) I like that you're almost rolling your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, what what do you think about the the, the efficacy of, of these rapid transit lanes? I would love to see the expansion of, of continuous uh, rapid transit lanes. I think that would make yeah a, a real difference. Um, and I'm super interested in this whole question of, of LRT and, and what a more uh, unified and, and coordinated transit authority could could give us. Um, you know, it feels in, in sort of the, the public imagination right now, like uh, a, a pipe dream, but so many people really want this and it would, it would solve so many of our, our transit issues. You know, D- Dean Murdoch talks about the LRT as like, listen, I'm not saying it's happening anytime soon, but it is something that he feels like and, and various members of the CRD feel like you could accomplish with this unified transit authority that would be able to, in theory, get more money, advocate better for, to other levels of government. Do, do you, Emily, have a, you know, could you imagine realistically a time when we actually do have LRT in, in Greater Victoria? A, a girl can dream. Um, <laughs> I hope so. Um, yeah, and I mean, yeah. If we're we're looking at at the Vancouver model, other major cities, and, and the way in which they've grown their transit systems, sort of in lockstep with their their population and and growing communities. Um, I, I think it's the next step. Um, when that'll happen is in, an entirely different question, but. Um, the fact that it's sort of entering public discourse is is really promising, and um, yeah, I, I think people um, it's it's a real point of excitement. Um, but yeah, as as far as the the transit authority goes, um, I am concerned that um, we won't have any direct representation from, say, students that you know fund um, a significant portion of our um, local transit. Uh, through the UPass system, right. um, is so you know a, a number of like constituency groups um, integrated into this transit authority. I think would um, help ensure that it's it's user centered, 
And so this would be following a model that we see in other major cities, such as Montreal and Toronto. Okay, and what about you, Kadoni? What, what would you suggest for them to do to get this right? Yeah, I think to get it right requires everyone who, I guess for anything, it requires everyone who's engaging in this to have the same goal, which mm-hmm. is that we just want our, you know, our, our residents to be more mobile to give them the power to move and go wherever they please. And that's kind of what everyone just needs to get on board with in this whole discussion. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the time these things are pitted as like suburban versus urban versus yeah. rural, when mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's just about mobility. And um, I think that a transit authority with all of the 13 municipalities is really the only way forward to get that goal. No one municipality on its own um, will be able to do it. I even laugh at in my neighborhood where I am in Saanich is about 80 meters outside of Victoria. Like my my neighbor's backyard is in Victoria and I live in Saanich. And there's a bike lane, um, maybe 200 meters from my house, that ends once you hit Saanich. Right. And so mm-hmm. things like that just reinforce to me that there's absolutely no way we're going to be able to deal with this in such a deeply interconnected region unless everybody is working together with one common goal. And I agree with Emily. It's got... The governance model has to make sense and it has to be incorporating the voices of people who are really taking transit and transit users who from all different walks of life. So we need students. We need folks who are taking transit to work every morning. We need seniors. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both. Uh, hopefully we'll get some councillors and mayors listening to this and uh, taking some tips from you both. Yeah, I know. It was great. Thank you, no, thank you for yeah. having me. Kadani Pitt-Chambers and Emily Lowen are transit users and advocates in Greater Victoria. Thanks to my colleague Sterling Aford for his help this week. I'm Catherine Marlowe. I will be back with another episode of This is Vancouver Island next Tuesday. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.